Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and I'm chatting with writer Shane Crowley about his powerful psychological thriller, God's Creatures. Thank you so much for chatting with us. <laughs> Not a bother. Thanks for having us, Gemma. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Brilliant. So, like, you've, it's a very interesting story. But but first, I'd like to give um, yourself as a, as a writer a bit more context. Um, tell me about your background. So, yeah, I guess my background is, um, I I mean, I before writing this screenplay, I had no grounding in the world of film or um, aspirations to be a screenwriter or a writer uh, as such. I originally would have studied... Um, an arts degree in UCC um, that became a master's in history way back in like 2009. Uh, so I graduated originally in 2010 at a great time altogether for it. Uh, so you can imagine what I was imagining yeah, with my life. So then I was just, I mean, a couple of buddies opened a restaurant in Killarney, I think called the Pays You Please restaurant. And I was working there for a year or two as a waiter. Um, and Took a bit of a break, went around New Zealand and Australia, cycling around the place, um, as you do. And as I was doing that, I was just writing these emails, kind of like a blog, and sending sending them to friends uh, and family just to keep in touch. And one of those friends, who I've known since I was 12 years old, happened to be Fola, the producer of God's Creatures. Now, she was doing a, a master's in producing in the NFTS film school over in London at the time. And I'd say she was looking to build up a slate of her own ideas uh, so we're both from the same part of Kerry. She's from Cremorne. I'm from Kilorglan, these two small towns kind of hugging the coast. But her family are oyster farmers and fishermen. And she had always wanted to write a film based in that world because uh, she kind of she knew the epicness and the kind of sense of, you know, just the danger of like these men being out in the, on the on the tide, on the, on the sandbanks of the tide is coming and going. So she wanted to kind of find a story based on on that. And she just, yeah, she brought me into a dialogue about maybe coming up with this story based on these emails that I had written. So it's pure random kind of uh, entry into the world, really, um, of screenwriting for me. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I hadn't a clue. Um, I remember I downloaded this kind of Keltex software on my laptop. Uh, yep. yeah. a, a laptop that I'm actually still using to this day. It's 11 years old. That shows you how tight I am. Uh, but no, I guess... We came up with this story that was kind of about um, these subsist this these this subsistence, or sorry, this kind of oyster, these oyster farms of a very subsistence type sort of living uh, that off the sea and like the changing nature of that as you know the family are moving into more modern times. So I think we wrote we wrote the screenplay originally about that it was more like a short story, uh, like these big block chunk texts um that were not easy on the eye uh but i used that we didn't get funding or anything for it but i used that to get into film school the same film school that follow into the nfts probably around 2014 or 15 then it was when i went there um that i guess the the possibilities of actually being a professional screenwriter maybe started to become more reality because i was like you know you learning how to write actually write um you know a screenplay like i wrote a couple of short films while there and also you, you get professional development you know um through like mentors and stuff while in the school so yeah it's probably while there that i you know yeah just started learning the skills of you know uh screenwriters i suppose in in you know commas uh but yeah that's kind of my background so then after going through the film school myself and Fola came back to this idea 
um, that is God's creatures. And we, not that we readapted what we had, but we started talking about um, things that were happening in Kerry and all over Ireland, these instances of, uh, you know, small towns, um, you know, protecting rapists and, uh, you know, silencing and ostracizing, you know, victims of sexual assault uh, who dare to speak up against it. So then we readapted what we had to kind of match or like those intentions, if, if that makes sense. That's very interesting. So you were saying you initially came up with this document um, and that would have been more like, was it was it a short story? Was it a treatment of sorts? No, it, it was an attempt of a script. As I, as I said, this Keltex, Keltex is what, I don't know if it's still around or, but it was like, it was like a final draft um, kind of software that you just, you know, it was free online. So I said, you know, that's why I used it. Um, so we originally had a script I wouldn't dare go back and look at it for, you know, um, the shock therapy it would probably put me through. But you know, it was um, it was it was an original script that was that was 2013. I think we were, we the first attempt that we wrote that. Um, so, yeah, some the summer of 2013, I think a very sweaty development session in an apartment in London because it was so hot. I remember over there. Uh, but yeah. That's fabulous. So that like like that just shows as well how you were sort of inadvertently going in this direction, whether you knew it or not, in some ways as well. Like all that life experience pushing you towards it, um, which is really really interesting. So tell me then about the development process. So you would have graduated. You decided to come back to this. Um, you said there was no money to get the first draft across the 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 line, but like I mean, like it's it's. I think this is a fabulous process to see because like. I know you work so hard on, on a project, you put your blood, sweat and tears into it. And then so often it just like falls at some point and never gets back up again. So it's really lovely to, you know, have that story about this was this was an earworm that didn't go away between the pair of us. This is something that we really believed in enough to come back to and adapt and change. So it's fabulous. Yeah. yeah, I would say, I mean, to be fair about it, I, you'd, I'd have to give Fowler probably the sole credit on that because I mean she made Lady Macbeth uh, a film a great film in 2015 that got great traction uh, it, like it, it went through I features with was it with the BFI or BBC I think it's BFI isn't it over in, in England so that she had great success with that and off the back of that she just had an inherent belief in this idea that we were pursuing and maybe after college uh, when I moved back to Ireland um, into my parents' house again uh, and I wasn't, like, as I said, I wasn't making, you know, I wasn't, we weren't funded at that stage yet in 2017. So it was very tricky for me to commit to writing it because there was a point, there was absolutely a point where I thought this is a little bit pointless because I need to actually, like, you know, make money uh, and not focus on the script anymore. But Fola uh, adamantly like wanted us to pursue this idea and to like have it just knew the potential uh, and importance of this story. And yeah, she pushed me to just commit to it uh, probably. And without her belief and encouragement, I probably wouldn't have uh, pursued it at that time. I think it was around 2018 that we got our first funding uh, from Screen Ireland. So, I mean, that was five years of this idea you know, I mean, from the first initial draft in 2013 to, you know, probably around five or six rewrites at that stage up until 2018, where I, you know, I earned nothing. So that was a massive uh, 
yeah, uh, frustrating time for me. But then, I mean, in hindsight, it's great. Like, I mean, the project got made. So that was a big commitment, yeah, for sure. And I think as well, you're you're learn like I'm speaking from my own perspective, but you like the more drafts you do, I find the more you learn, like the more you gain experience, the more you kind of comprehend the story. Like, you know, I think oh, when, yeah. I, when I first started out, I thought, oh, um, I, I really naively thought everyone just wrote one draft of everything. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it got made. I was like, why isn't my stuff getting made? I was like, because it's yeah. terrible. And then. Like, I think you understand, like, actually, it takes so much digging to really, like, get to terms with the character, the structure, the world, the universe. But I think that's yeah. the thing this this film, I, I definitely want to go and, and dig into the the story element more. And But I want to just I love the the process of how it's how mm. it developed. So you guys got Screen Ireland development funding five years ago, I presume it would have been. It the... was about five years ago. Yeah. Um, and we at the, around the same time we were working with a like an amazing script editor over in England, Sarah Golding, who I probably don't give enough credit to, to be honest with you. I often forget to mention her. Because um, she really, like she worked with Fola again on Lady Macbeth, but she whipped what was this idea that we had about, you know, with myself and Fola, like we came up with the idea of the son, the prodigal son away in Australia coming back and coming back into his mother's house and like the changed nature of their relationships over the time that he's been away and the accusation then that's made. So we had that idea, but like we worked very closely in that with a script editor and she gave us a structure and put manners on the script and again taught me how to write a screenplay very much from the ground up again. Um so yeah, like I think it's, it's interesting you said there, you know, like the more you write drafts, the more drafts you write, the more you learn. I think the more you work with people as well, the more you learn to, uh, I, you like you have to let go of certain things as well. Like, you know, I think when you're writing something alone, like there's the tendency to believe in your own ego and in your own uh, genius or something like that, like, you know. But then very quickly when you get talking to people about it and they start picking holes in your thinking, you're like, shit, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so it's like the more people you bring on board to a project, like at those stages, in those early stages, particularly like a script editor or a producer or a director or creative voices, just like to like really earnestly embrace that and to abandon as a young screenwriter, that was probably the biggest thing I learned was to take on board those notes and other people's creative input and the importance of that. Um, if that makes any sense at all, I kind of ramble there. Oh, but... no, that is brilliant. I'm I'm forever asking people, um, you know, how do you deal with notes? Because especially if I think if you're kind of longer in the tooth and have been around, you're like, all right, you're look, you know, your idea is going to get like hammered with notes. And like sometimes they're from a really good place and that person knows their stuff. Sometimes mm. it's like random stuff. And it was like, how do you decipher it? How do you understand what? How do you make it mean stuff to your script? And like my thing is like almost every note, even if you know it's not right has value underneath it so that's why i'm very interested to to hear how you process it because especially if it's something that you've been like hammering away at for all those years like mm. <laughs> this labor of love and then all of a sudden people are like that's not working you're like but that's my favorite bit yeah i mean there there's so many moments uh like that over the course of time where I thought there's there's no way that this film can exist without that one small moment. But then you very quickly forget about it uh, and you move on. I think, uh, you know, you and you, yeah. I like, I've definitely buried those uh, kind of, I, not, they're not traumas, but yeah, 
you know the, the darlings that were killed yeah the, the darlings yeah. like the, the tendency to throw like you know throw a strap and throw all the you know uh yeah to fall on the ground but yeah no I think ultimately I'm not sure if every note from everyone deserves like <laughs> attention yeah particularly for a young writer because it can be um overwhelming so that's where I think um and again to come back to maybe working with talking about working with Fola and the script editor and the directors you know they filter certain notes you know and then maybe they come to you then after like that initial kind of you know feedback say from financiers and stuff like that so I think there's maybe for like it based on my experience there probably was a good bit of that which probably helped me in the writing of the script because if I was listening to every note I'd say I would have lost my mind um so not not to like you know sound like a, a drama queen or anything like that. No, but yeah, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Well. Like you know, yeah. I think when you're like, no, this is oh, I'm so proud of this draft. No, this yeah. is the one now, and they're like, no, it's yeah. not. The action happens yeah. too late or too early, and it was like the midpoint is in the wrong place, and you're like, I don't, that that yeah. means nothing to me. But yeah. no, I, I totally get that. <laughs> the um yeah. uh how so as the writer then you deliver you deliver you go back you rework it you got your development funding you got to rework mm. it with a script editor then are you involved with the process like are you going with um your producer to go try and secure funding then to pitch sessions and things like that or or do you uh, kind of sit in a room and wait for news uh Fola took on uh the reins of like you know uh getting funding for the film and applying to screen ireland um yeah, so I was definitely uh, not engaging with the pressure of that. <laughs> yeah. So you get to be shielded from all those like pitch. You're not kind of yielded out where they're like, oh, look at this writer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're shielded from it. But uh, at the same time, you're also because you're writing a lot before you're getting funded. So you're taking you're taking you're taking part in the gamble that way anyway. Like, you know, um, so there was a lot of work that went into the project before there was any funding. Um, so you're you're still taking a risk, but yeah, no, like I did, I didn't do any work on trying to get the funding um, for the film. Um, yeah, and and you wouldn't be putting together like pitch decks or I worked like, on pitch like documents. Yeah. All right, yeah, I worked on pitch documents. I worked on treatments, you know, log lines. I did writers' notes. Um, so I, I did chip into like those uh, documents, but like then in terms of you know the visual references and the kind of more detailed, um, you know, what, what did you call them? The, not the sketchbooks, but uh, uh, oh, the decks. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't work on those. They like I think our directors, when they come on board, they put together an amazing deck with uh, with Fola and stuff like that. So, yeah, I wasn't. Um, yeah, I wasn't involved in that. I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't have had the uh, <laughs> I suppose like, you, you know, I like because I, I, it's funny. I like I don't have a director's brain at all, so I think like I don't. Not that I don't visualize the script as I'm writing it, but I don't like you know, uh, see it in pictures and stuff like that. I, I, the way they put together like in their in their deck board. But yeah, sorry again, I'm rambling. But, no, um, no, no, no. It's very interesting, and it is like and it does paint like a really really good um picture of what it's like. Because I just you know like some people maybe they they might love to be on set. Like, would you go on set? Would you have? like like to been around for casting or were you like no i'm done now <laughs> my pen is put down um, well, feet are up. Think, yeah so i like when the directors came on board in 2019 and like november 2019 um 
they came to Ireland like that later that month um, and just kind of stayed with me for a week or two, myself and four of the four of us. Um, and we just, again, we just, that, that was a, a period of time of us just getting to know each other creatively and living in the environment of Kerry to kind of, a, a, to show them the world that we wanted to kind of like, you know, capture and film. So I think that process very like we became quite like very close and we became friends almost instantly i remember i picked Anne and silly up in shannon airport uh in my father's van and on the drive down and like the first time that you're sitting with these people kind of in close environs i was just making a bit of small talk uh i asked silly like oh you're, you're an editor uh you, you hardly know this editor in an irish editor over in new york called connor uh, like, you know, because, I mean, New York is a massive city, like, of millions and millions of people. It's like, Connor, yeah, Connor McBride. I know an Irish editor, Connor McBride, but it's not the same person. It's like, oh, that's my first cousin. Uh, so, like, I think very quickly, we like, we just, it's very, we, we got along so well um, that then I, like, worked, felt, it, it was just a, such an easy working relationship with them, them afterwards that I worked minutely on the script in terms of, like, shaping it towards their uh kind of um you know vision and uh specificities and stuff like that so i traveled to new york for 10 days in june of the following year and just because of our very good working relationship um yeah i was on set every day i was in rehearsals with the actors um you know when they all landed into johnny gall um in the middle of that harsh lockdown in march 2021 I had nothing to do with casting, um, so yeah, thank God. Because if 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 I did, God knows alone who would have been picked. Uh, but yeah, no, I I worked. Oh, well, not that I. I mean, I didn't have any input while I was in set. I was probably like an awkward, shadowy presence. Um, but you were the on-set yeah, Kerry consultant, is it? The, the Kerry, the Kerry consultant, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like Emily might come up and because she speaks a bit of Irish in it, and she she whisper the Irish in my ear and she'd be like, is that okay? And I'd be like, perfect, mighty stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, I was just there kind of in case there was any like questions or stuff like that. But also, I guess, because myself and Fall had worked in it for so long that, yeah, it was like, it was a really just cool thing to experience, you know, after it being a babe, like our baby for so long and then to let it go, it was class. Do you feel as well like working on a project from just such early stage and then continuously working on it for that long, do you... Do you kind of like stepping back now and watching it as the final product that it has become and this this final piece of, of artwork with these creatives? Can you see how it changed over the periods, like from that original pitch document? Like, is was there anything maybe that surprised you about that process? Um, yes uh, and no. I mean, I think our initial instinct in terms of wanting to... Uh, like myself and Fola, when we like started unpicking the nature of, uh, you know, the gender violence within these small communities and the way, uh, you know, men are given a long leash and like communities kind of implicitly just kind of protect them. I think that was always there and that was like, I mean, that never changed, but it probably maybe like in the process of developing it with uh, Anna and Celia when they came on board based on their intentions and what they wanted to, um, like they, what they wanted to make the film about. It's like, 
it maybe became not that it was procedural before, but like the it became just a much more psychological investigation into this mother and son character. I think if if, if that makes sense, um, like you know, there, it's not a courtroom drama. It's not. Um, you know, I don't think like the film is a question about who done it. Like by 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 any standard, it's pretty clear. So I think it just became about the psychological impact of you know a kind of a mother lying to protect her son and like just tracking that, like that, like maybe that was surprising for me because I mean, in like even just describing it there, you know, I'm a 34 year old man. I, I like people probably don't think like would would assume that that's not like the easiest thing for uh, someone to imagine and to follow. But yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting process and discovery to go on the writing of that with Anna and Silly and Fola. Cause I, when, when we started going down that direction with it, you aren't alone with it is what I would say. It was like, it was a dialogue between the four of us. Uh, so like it was, yeah. Do you feel like it was more of a shift of, um, kind of characters in that in that in that iteration of it, like that it moved from, you know, maybe focusing on one element of the story to another. Because I always find that process very intriguing. Do you know, like how things maneuver and change? Mm. Yeah, I think it probably it, it it definitely went into Aileen's story more. Hundred percent, the mother. Um, once Anna and Cillian came aboard, and once we like started to focus on what the actual like what we're interested in telling uh like this um like like how like how does it like how does a like at what point would a mother you know not lie or not not protect her rapist or her rapist so like when does loyalty become toxic um yeah i think like that probably did surprise me a little bit um but then again i i, I think that's in the nature of what myself and Fola initially set out to kind of you know, uh, unpicking. Watching it sort of play out, was there anything that changed in that? Like, was there any, say, um, things that the characters or actors brought to the performance that surprised you as well? I think I always, I always am surprised by the depths and things that actors can find. Uh, yeah, I mean, big time. I mean, when they started putting it to life, uh, I think, yeah, you just start seeing the implications of what you're writing all this time like as in when paul and emily are and the directors are having a conversation about the minutiae of these characters thoughts and then you realize of actually like the depth to which Anne and city have thought about everything um and i mean i like similar just to the way i did in writing it um but i wasn't like i don't think i stepped in and had those dialogues with the actors because that wasn't my role. Um, so yeah, and in terms of the finished product, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it is absolutely kind of, it rings true to, I think, what we were trying to write or do with the screenplay, I I think anyway. Um, as as a writer, how do you sort of develop? Like now that you've kind of come through the the mill and had um, like, and which is amazing, your first kind of, things produced to yeah, that yeah, scale I, and, and not just produced like but produced to that scale under that talent and seen by so many people because I suppose the themes are so timely and relevant and mm. you know with what's happening in the world now post lockdown post me too like it is like it's definitely 
the time for it is now when originally like it was it was probably there but like not as relevant yeah um how does it how do i approach development um i don't know to be honest with you i think it's just like i mean i'm, I'm working on a, a, a script now again with full of the producer um you chat about your idea, right? And you yes. go, all right, now I've I've bookmarked from nine o'clock in the morning until until half three to workshop this and to do this. What do you do? Do you sit down? Do you draw character maps? Do you just start typing? Do you picture the characters and go wash the dishes? Like what what is your like? Yeah, like it's yeah, I think I mean, so I get like I'm writing a script now, but like we did work initially on quite a long treatment. Um, so I think we sit down and we talk about it 100% first and we talk about the characters um, and the ideas that we're interested in per, in pursuing. Just like, say, with God's Creatures, the idea of, like, you know, our first co- conversation would have been about, uh, one of our first conversations about with God's Creatures would have been about, um, you know, a small town protecting a rapist. Like, I know, like, how, how do we investigate that? So with this new idea, similarly, this idea that we have then just talking around and trying to find the characters, then, yeah, we come to some sort of agreement, uh, I think. I go away, I wake up at about half eight in the morning, make the coffee, do a Sudoku uh, on the back of the Irish Times, uh, get the brain juices flowing, then write for a couple of hours, yeah. Um, and is it like, is it like you know, what they what they see in the, you know, in TV show where someone's like, or is it more like, no, it's up. It's yeah. up and down, um, and looking at the keys and like pressing maybe, like you know, because I type like mm-hmm. I'd say with maybe maybe two or three digits in each end, but not, not like not smashing the keyboard. And are you are you playing out like this is another thing? It's about process. Are you like playing out the scene in your mind and trying to describe it? Are you describing it in a way that, like, what's happening? Are you visualizing it like in your brain and how you translate that onto the page? Um, I, do you know, I've never over, like, I mean, this might sound really pretentious. I don't think I've ever over intellectualized what I've done like that. Like I just sit down and I write, um, and I like, obviously you're trying to draw out drama or tension in, in a scene or you're trying to create it. Um, and you, like, you think you're doing it. Um, so you write your scene or you write it out. You're like your chunk of text. Uh, you try to get to the end of the scene or the sequence and you read it back and then you're like, all right, that's a ball of crap. Uh, I've got to go back and do something else with it. Or you're like, oh, that's great. Uh, and you send it off to your, um, you know, your, 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 your producer, the development executive, and you're waiting for feedback then. Uh, and then like you get your feedback and you have to rewrite the whole thing or you have to redraw the whole thing. And so you, you get feedback sequence by sequence. No, I I wouldn't. I I I. It's it's usually like full script or acts or something like that. Um. So you might send an act, get feedback, or you'd send the full script or something like that. Um. Yeah, I don't think like with with the, with the treatment, it's a little bit different because the treatment is like such broad strokes. Um. So then, but when you get into the nitty gritty of what's in a treatment, uh, like the gaps between like paragraphs that's where you like the scenes are and the kind of like your, your kind of dram is. So then, yeah, just sitting down with a script is uh, mind numbing. 
sometimes in terms of just like sitting at, at at your laptop and looking at the final draft and thinking, how do I get from A to B? Um, and I just think it's it's a journey of kind of blind faith a lot of the time. Uh, and then in the process of development and like sending it off to your producer or your development executive, they're telling you what's working and what's not working and you're going back and you're you're trying again. Um, I do a lot of running and cycling uh, in the in the time periods between uh, you like working on a draft and sending it to uh, and, and getting feedback. Uh, and I find that that helps me a lot with thinking. It just kind of I mean, I, like, again, I, I don't over, want to over intellectualize it or overthink it, but it just helps me to unblock uh, some so sometimes like problems that I have with the script. Yeah, no, I, I, the reason why I ask, I'm just very interested in other writers and how they actually, because it's so different, like people's processes are so different. Like I noticed I was editing while I was writing and it was making the writing process really like tedious and difficult. Yeah. So when you have that like analytical brain plugged in and you're writing a sentence and then you're editing it as you're writing it, what comes out is great, but it takes ages and it's very unpleasant. So I was like, all right, well, I'll stop doing that. And then as soon as I stopped doing that, it, it was more enjoyable. It was quicker. Yeah. Go yeah. back and edit it at the end. And the whole process was there. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was doing it. So I'm also very interested. Like some yeah. people are visual thinkers. Some people are auditory. Some people like hear their characters as they talk. Some people are like, oh, this would be a beautiful. Like, I'm just I'm just curious. to <clears> Like, I just people are so different. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine uh, wearing the hat of an editor uh, like do you know what while working on a script like because like an, an editor you're like it's just such a different thing isn't it like I think the, like even the screenplay for God's Creatures is very different to a certain extent from the film like the edit of the film so like they basically rewrite the film in the edit so yeah I I would imagine that that would be if you've got your editing brain while you're trying to write like that would be kind of frustrating all right I'd imagine uh, but yeah I, I I think maybe it's just because I'm lazy I have no interest, not like, I don't want to know what it's like maybe to a certain extent for to direct something or to edit something because I find that, I don't like, I don't know why I'm able to write a screenplay or, or, or something like that, but I just find I'm able to write scenes, um, not naturally, but just from like, you know, you read enough screenplays or, and stuff like that, you you kind of get a sense of the flow of things. Uh, but like I, I read the script for Vaft or some, uh, and again it's quite different to the film itself. Uh, so there's like there's some discoveries that they made. I would say in um, the actual filming of it that you know isn't going to be reflected in, in in the screenplay. So yeah, I think they're like as you say, very different process screenplay writing a screenplay, uh, and compared to like you know directing it or editing it. Um, and yeah, again, I'm rambling. I'm not making sense. No, but no, no, no. I, I'm no, not. I'm not. Uh, I, you, you like when you're writing a script. I think you've got to be little bits of everything. You've got to be thinking about sound. You've got to be thinking about images, and then you've got to be thinking about uh, like you know the voices and stuff like that. So yeah, I think you have to wear like you've got to be auditory. You've got to be visual. You got you. You, you kind of have to be all those things, or you try to be. And, and and kind of get it down on the page and, and have that experience being there. Do you also find your characters change or like 
your character, like, I mean, I know they probably changed a little bit to fit that changing story, but would you, once you have them locked in, know them through and through? Would, would you be writing stuff and they'd surprise you? Yeah, that's a good, you know, that's, that's an interesting question because, I mean, a Fola and the directors would probably disagree with me now because, you know, we worked on the script and on the story for so long together. But I kind of think that the two characters, the mother and the son, like fairly, like are fairly solid throughout the history and the development of the project. Like in terms of my feelings about them anyway, like just because I know that, like I, I feel like I know these people in the town where I grew up. Um, like, I mean, they're not related to me. They're not like, they're not one identifiable people, but they're, and they're, they're bits and bobs of different people. Uh, so I feel like I I've, I felt like I very much knew them from the first draft and like they obviously changed and developed and became richer and like their actions became more layered. But I think that's like we took them on that journey um, from the get go. We were taking them on that journey and but they kind of stayed the same. Um, so, yeah. And if you could go back now and be like, all right, shorthand, this will save you so much time. Here's all my lessons I learned to the person that wrote that like treatment was it 10 years ago now. Um, what would like what would your advice be to yourself? Like what's the kind of best bits of of knowledge that you've picked up like by doing that process? Um, ooh, uh, I would say trust the people you're working with. Um because again, I, I must have written about forty drafts of this screenplay, and I was—you are blind to the script at a certain stage. Uh, and again, probably because it was my first experience writing of, of writing uh, a screenplay, that uh, I was probably very critical and uh, like didn't see like I probably for a long time I didn't think it would ever get made probably but just because of my own inexperience so if I like if I could go back now uh and say to that young lad writing the, the that that treatment back in the day I'd tell him to look listen you know enjoy your few nights out don't like you know go to puck fair like don't stay at home trying to write the script it'll get made like you know uh you don't you don't know that though you like yeah, it, exactly, so but... often it doesn't like that's yeah. what that's what's so amazing but like you did but yeah but like that like have enjoy it and and relax as your enjoy the process a little bit more because yeah i think that's what i try to say and try to enjoy the process a bit more than you maybe sometimes didn't um because it was, and particularly in the early days, it was just probably related to the fact that you aren't earning any money. But um, yeah, it, I hope that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, try, try to enjoy the process because it is a privilege when you do get into development. I think it's it, the differences between development and like and getting funded from Screen Ireland, like the magic of that, like that was such, a, like the pressure was off really then. And it was, and it was someone else's bought into your vision like money yeah, talks yeah. you know like like at the end of the day people be like oh that's lovely here's a few notes but like when people really invest that's them like saying we believe in this as well like yeah, yeah. which is amazing uh, yeah um so yeah i think just like try to give them an old pat on the shoulder and say don't worry <laughs> about it you know that i think that's what i'd say 
So is there themes now that you, you said you're working on your next project? Is there anything that maybe you'd like to explore? I think I was looking at other interviews where you said maybe you'd, you'd be tempted to write a play or do something like that. Is there are there other avenues that you want to explore as themes? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to write a book or a play. I, I mean, I've written drafts and bought a book uh, of a play and a book that are big balls of crap uh, that will probably never see the light of day. Uh, but no, I'm interested in the the Arts Council Literary Fund. Um, is coming up in July, so if Ooh. you put together an application for that, you can get up to twenty grand to write oh. your book. But there yeah, you go. Well, my friend, my friend got it. She had never been published before, but she's brilliant. Like she had put her shorts published. Do you yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. But like that, like I mean, you've proved you could deliver long form projects. So yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No, Chuck you, your listen, hand you never know. 100%. Uh, yeah. but Sorry yeah, for I, interrupting. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. I think in terms of like themes, um, I mean, I'm definitely interested in Irish stories um, kind of around, you know, in contemporary kind of settings and stuff like that and, and rural Ireland, just because I'm like, this is the part of the world I'm from. Um, you know, uh, particularly like, I guess, like our relationship to land in the present time is very interesting. Like, you know, going through a massive housing crisis and like it's it seems to be like a repeated beat in the history of the country like you know considering like you know the land acts of the late 1800s and early 1900s and stuff like that and like it's just I'm interested in that part of our history and dramatizing that to a certain extent um and yeah I like there's a whole sweep of themes I guess in terms of like modern Ireland uh, I'd love to do something that's a little bit lighter in tone, dark comedy, um, you know, maybe as well, uh, pursuing that. Um, yeah, I like, again, like, I mean, I have an agent now uh, in, I have an agent in the UK and in, in America. So, you know, you're pitching TV ideas uh, and for, and for, and film ideas to, 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 uh, to financiers as well. Like, you know, so I'm now doing a lot of meetings at, at the minute and I do probably find that, yeah, I like you try to pitch like you know more general ideas that aren't specific to places but inevitably I I just come up with these characters that are uh like you know just Irish I think um and like they they like there's there's one about an Irish guy in Iraq during during the occupation um so I like I don't know why but it's just like that I I'm interested in yeah, I'd probably start from characters, um, like raw, rather than themes. I think, um, yeah. So, like that's that's probably the way my writer brain works. Like with regards to TV shows, would you kind of lean into the dark comedy? What would be your like likes? You know, like in your yeah. Well, I mean, I think probably the greatest bit of television uh, that people don't know about or haven't watched is probably Better Call Saul. Um, to my uh -huh. mind. Uh, which I just, yeah, it was more so than Breaking Bad as well, even. I don't know, there was just something about that show that even just the pacing of it and the tone of it, um, I, I mean, it just, like, it, it, it clicked with me. So, yeah, the dark comedy and drama, that is something that I'd love to, I mean, I'd try to mimic, um, or that not mimic, but to, because, I, I, yeah, it's, it, it's to find a world for something like that with with an Irish character in it, um, which is which is this uh, this Irish guy in Iraq idea uh, that I don't probably don't want to talk too much about. Uh, no, 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 but, no. It's but, uh, yeah, no, but yeah. then again, hundred percent. Like anyone, anyone I with mean, a checkbook though, maybe. Yeah, I mean, send you an email. 
that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like it's it's ridiculous of me talking in these in this way anyway. I mean, because firstly, I have absolutely no experience of writing for television. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like, you know, like I, I would love to get the opportunity probably more than anything to write, you know, uh, you know uh, write, but to be part of a writer's room probably as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm because I this is my first script and it's a film for film. I mean, I'd love to get experience in in the world of tv probably before realistically you get any shot at like writing your own thing um so yeah um that's probably what i'm going through now um in terms of my professional development um with the agent and stuff like that with the agents uh so yeah it's it's a learning curve like you know it's very different to working in film um but again i'm very much enjoying the process of you know um writing the film with fall i think we're funded by the bbc for this one um, you know, development funding um, and Screen Ireland as well. Again, I'm not 100% sure uh, on that. But yeah, I know it's like, it's such a privilege to be doing it. Um, yeah, I wish I could talk about it uh, yeah. all a little bit more, but uh, unfortunately NDAs. I'm not able. But yeah. that process is very interesting. And do you feel like now, you know, like when you're going to meet funders, like now you are in the room, you're trying to pitch things more. Um, you're trying to pitch your ideas on your shows. Like there's an element of sales to it as well do you know like where you're like yeah like it's, it's a different skill set completely to you know putting together the documents and writing i'm just i'm just curious to how you're finding yeah it. yeah well i mean i absolutely ham up my irishness um and my like i just try to have a little bit of fun with them to a certain extent and just kind of be like yeah like so I've got this, 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 these two ideas that I pitch. One is a bit more serious. It's about this kind of uh, story about land and a family being booted off it. And then it's this Irish guy in Iraq, which is a bit of crack. Uh, the, the, this idea. I would have, I would have, I would have pictured it the other way around. Now, from yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I just try to like you know engage them based on my voice and my uh, like um, the reason why I want to tell these stories and they're specific to me. Um, and I think people respond to that, like, you know, uh, like my hammy Irishness, um, you know, I think people do probably respond to that a little bit. I think Irish writers and writing is going through an amazing moment at the minute in terms of film and television. So, um, you know, there's like a lot of doors are opening for for the likes of myself. So then, you know, you pitch those ideas and I like there's, you know, there is interest in them. So then the pressure's on to actually deliver something uh, like uh, a detailed treatment that I had two treatments that I'm trying to work on now and get out um, and that's actually where the hard work is then um, try, try, trying to be uh, you know harsh with yourself in terms of your schedule and your and your work ethic uh, but that's yeah that, that that's the process or that's, that's my process in it very interesting that's so like I, I better i better let you go but i could i could be picking your brain all night there's there's loads yeah. of gems in there but thanks so much and congratulations like it was such a such a gorgeous intense sort of timely piece it was like such a gorgeous film are you thrilled watching it on the big screen uh, the listen i mean i'm very proud of it uh and just particularly i suppose like you know the fact that I got the chance to work with, you know, one of my best friends, you know, Anna and Silly as well, just great people uh, and, you know, an amazing cast and crew. Just I think that is the the thing that you're most proud about and then that people are responding to the work that you all did together. 
uh, is yeah, it's 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 beautiful. Yeah, it's it's great. Oh, thank you so much for chatting with us. That's that's brilliant. And congratulations. And you'll have to come back now when your BB Silv film is across the line when you can talk about it. Good luck anyway. And thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you, Gemma. Bye. Cheers. Bye.